Thank you for joining us today. This is Clint Byers, lead pastor of Forward Church. I pray this message blesses and encourages you. I hope it inspires transformative grace in your heart and establishes you even deeper in your new covenant identity in Christ. Now take a deep breath, become aware of God's spirit within you, and enjoy the message. Focus the eyes of your heart on Him. Like Adam was talking about, just be aware of His Spirit inside of you. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is giving life to your physical body, nourishing your soul, supplying joy to you, (laughs) supplying physical and emotional health to you in this moment. Just draw on that. Draw on the life of His Spirit on the inside of you. Not in a weird way, but it's a very real thing that His Spirit gives you life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Jesus, we give you praise. Jesus, every eye on you this morning, all of our hearts laser focused on you to just enjoy you, to just look at you and behold you as who you are the preeminent one, the one who gave your life for us, the one who died to give us abundant life. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. You know, it it doesn't have to be that difficult. You can just behold him. You know, you can just hold in your heart the reality and the truth of who he is. And, And it begins to shape you and change you and transform you. It's like a seed, you know. You nurture that seed just by beholding him inwardly. Thank you. And of course, there's action afterward. You know, you you get direction, you're led into obedience. But Christianity is not about getting everything externally cleaned up to make the inside more perfect or holy. It's that because you are perfect and holy inwardly, because of what God has done through Christ, you then live out of that power. Just think about that. Father, I thank you. Inside me is already what it needs to be. I am as I should be in my spirit. Teach me how to live from the power of your spirit on the inside of me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, there, there's this principle. Hans, if you, if you would put up that 1 John 3 passage. There was, there's a principle in this passage here. And, and it is talking about the future, the return, but, but there's a principle in this. Beloved, now we are the children. Say, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Now. Now. Right now. Right now. You put a little Southern on it. Right now, I'm a child of God. And it's going to get better, right? And it has not appeared yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. And that's a principle that's active now. How do you become like him? You see him as he is. Why? Why? Because just beholding him is transformative. Like when you you recognize the power of who he is and you are submitted to that, that in and of itself is transformative. Just beholding him you begin to reflect. It's like the moon and the sun, right? The sun puts off light, the sun generates light, but the moon reflects the light. 
And it's, you know, we're not moons reflecting light. It's like we have the sun inside of us generating light as well. You know, we are light in this earth. And as you behold him, by the way, I don't, I don't have a sermon later. Mike's going to come up and give us some practical things about how to shape culture. So I'm just going to give you a little bit here in worship. If you want to sit down for just a minute, you can. We're going to worship just a little bit more after this. Maybe you can get something on your heart that, mirror, that echoes this. But, but, you know, you've been sold a bill of works righteousness, performance-mindedness, do this to get more holy, do this to get more sanctified, and if you do this, you lose a little bit of standing with God, or God lifts his hand up anointing off of you, or he's going to leave you in the wilderness a little bit. That's just a bunch of garbage. God is close to you now. He's as close as he ever is going to be because he has joined himself to you. It's like a marriage. The spirit of the living God has joined himself to you inwardly. Yes, of course, we're going to get better bodies. Are you happy for that? Amen. No more pains and, you know, getting winded walking up a hill. Of course, I guess you just fly up a hill. But I want you to get this, and it's a revelation. If you have an area in your life that, you know, there's sickness, depression, lack, confusion, fear, whatever it is in your life that you're struggling with and dealing with and you need to see some transformation, you need to see some breakthrough and some growth, here's how you do it. Are you listening? I'm not gonna give you steps. I'm just saying here's the principle that you stick to. You behold Him and then you become like Him in that area. All right, so then how do you behold Him? How do you behold? You get to know Him. How does it work for you? For me, what I love to do is get in the Word, the written Word of God, and read about Jesus. And I watch, how did He treat people? And then I read in the New Testament letters about how Paul describes what the power of the Spirit is doing. Yes, there's a lot of instruction of what your life should look like. There is that element of who you are. This is who God is. God together in Christ. That's what God is doing. God is not into destruction. That All the judgment stuff is wrapped up in Jesus. What God is into is restoration. He's trying to restore you. He's trying to restore your heart so that you can just shine outwardly what he's already done. So if you need to change anything in your life, find out an element inside of him where you see it. It may be a promise where God says, I, you know, would you, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You feel lonely? Meditate on that until it's a reality to you. Jesus promised, is, first off, is Jesus even real to me? You know, you kind of have to get down and work on these things. You're feeling lonely? So many people struggle with loneliness. I know there are people in this room right now, and you, you know, you don't like to go to bed at night because you're by yourself. Your TV is the companion, and I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying, I get it. I understand. People are lonely. But is it a reality to you that Jesus would never leave you? That his presence with you is better than the perfect mate or friend? The presence of Jesus with you is better than any other thing that you could interact with. Is that a reality to you? So beholding him to become like him. If it's, if it's sickness, you think about what did he do on that cross? He literally became my disease. The punishment for my sin was in him. Behold him until it evokes emotion within you. 
and then it changes your behaviors and how you think and what you believe is possible. All because of the things that he said. You can put up John 10, 10 there. Like if you wanna know the heart of Jesus, and this is, so John 10 is a section he's talking about. He's getting ready to lay his life down. He's teaching the disciples what he's gonna do, the character of who he is. You know, I am God. What I do is I give myself away as a seed so that life can be birthed in the, on the inside of you. You know, Jesus bore our death so we could have his life. But this principle here, the thief comes only to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you, say me, might have, because the they is you. You can change the pronoun there to me. I got one left. I came that, say, say he came that I would have life. He came that I would have life and that more abundantly. He wants you to have abundant life. Now that doesn't mean every single situation in your life is going to work out perfect. And you're never going to go through difficulties. You're never going to suffer and you're never going to have problems. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about that no matter what you face, first off, know that he's with you. Know that he will never leave you. And know that peace that he gives you is greater than anything and you can feed from that. You can feed from that. When there's loneliness, depression, pain, guilt, shame, repetitive habits of just destruction in your life. You know, he sees all that stuff. And you can just sit at the table. You can feed on shame or you can feed on peace. You can let him nourish you because he came that you would have life. You know, ask yourself, whatever, whatever area you're struggling in or wherever you want to see breakthrough or just growth and increase. Maybe it's an area that you're doing, you know, things are great, but you want to see growth and increase. Ask yourself, what does abundant life look like in this situation? Because that's what he came for. Specifically, if it's related to something that he did on that cross. So behold him, find something in the life of Christ or in who God declared himself to be. I'm your provider, I'm your comforter, I'm the counselor, you know, I will give you wisdom, strength. Jesus has made unto us wisdom, sanctification, redemption, salvation. Get to know him, because you can. You know, I don't want to just know him informationally. I don't want to know him through somebody else. I want to get in his word. I want to get in his word and know him. And, and then that last passage in, in 1 John 4, if you'd put that up. This was just really on my heart. Or, sorry, 1 John 5, I think it is, yeah. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding. Say, Jesus gives me understanding. That's a big one. A lot of us are trying to figure some stuff out, aren't we? You need some understanding. How many of you need understanding? You need wisdom. You need clarity. You need direction. The Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is truth. When you know Him, you know the truth. And when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And that's kind of what probably Mike's going to go into a little bit. I'm not telling him what to preach, but when, you, when Mike talks, it's about liberty and truth. And, and, it, and it's not from a political perspective. It's right here. Truth, liberty. And then we organize our lives in that but but he came to give you understanding so that you would know him who is true 
and ask yourself, whatever, whatever, when, when you pray, when you're doing life, do you know him in that area? Like, like, do you know what he did specifically to touch that area of your life? Wisdom, relationships, finances, it's all, it, let me tell you, the Bible is a gold mine. Read it. Say, I will read my Bible. Now don't lie in church. Or anywhere else. <laughs> and we know that the Son of God has come. Just settle down in your heart. You know, being the thought process of God right in front of you when you see something like this. You want to know God? It's in passages like this. He's showing you his heart. He's showing you his intention. He's revealing to himself, this is what I think about you. In our relationship together, these are the thoughts and the ideas that I am thinking about when I think about relationship with you. You want to know God? It's in places like this. I'll give you some homework this week. Go read uh, 1 John. It's only five chapters. You can read it pretty fast. And, and if you take it seriously, I would recommend read it daily throughout this next week in a different translation each day and go slow. Read it slowly so that when you come across passages like this, you don't just read it just to get to the end. You stop. You sit in it. You let it affect you. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. That's like four big points. Do you, do you, do you fully let each one of those expand into experiencing God's heart for you? And He's given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true in His Son, Jesus Christ. It's intentional, the way that these things are said, you know, unpacked and rolled around, the same kind of concept. You know Him, He's in you, He's the Son, given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true. That means the truth is in you. Like when I take time to go slow, I kind of am like, okay, it's almost, you can reverse some of the sentences sometimes, and as long as you're not undoing the meaning, you kind of make it real in a, in a little bit different way. And we are in Him who is true. In His Son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. Now, this word life is the Greek word zoe. And when back in John 10, 10, when he says, I came that you might have life, it's not just talking about that you breathe air. It's talking about, it's actually talking about a quality of life. If you go and you look, if you put John 10, 10 up, if you look up that word life, it's the Greek word zoe, Z-O-E. Uh, and, it, and it does have to do with just life in general, something that is animated. But it, it, it refers to a quality of life, specifically the quality of life that the giver of said life possesses. So in a sense, Jesus came to give you his quality of life. Why? And then back to 1 John 5, if you would. It's all wrapped up together in this. And, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him. Just tell him that. I just, I just want to know you, Lord. 
I want to know you more. Because remember the first passage we showed, as you know him, you become like him, right? That's the whole thing. You got things you need to change in your life, get to know him. And it's in his word that you can get to know him. And then it comes alive, you know? Don't, don't hold on to some word somebody else gave you if it doesn't validate something that is in the word for you. Are you with me? Like, the word of God should be more powerful to you than any other word, good or bad. A lot of us are holding on to words that our parents gave us that we would never amount to anything. Your boss tells you you're a slacker. Society tells you this. We're holding on to those words. The prophet said this. Whatever, whatever the word is, this should be the word that you hold on to. Then any other word, you don't entertain it unless it validates this, who you are in him and who he is in his heart towards you. Amen? And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. That's what Paul said. I just want to know him and the power of his resurrection. And as we know him, you become like him. Thank you, Lord. Just for a couple more minutes, just let that roll around in your heart. Jesus, I just want to know you. I know that you live in me. I know that you're with me. You're for me. My seat in heaven is secure because of your blood sacrificed for me. And God is with me. And you came to give me life. I've got this stuff going on over here, but I'm just setting that aside for a moment. And I'm just focusing on you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just worship him for just another minute or two. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, we worship you. We praise you. The presence of the Lord lifts me.
give to you my peace I leave with you I give to and sing for us a little bit. Wow, you appreciate these fellas up here today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Man, I appreciate that I can throw you on the spot and you just go there. <laughs> Although one of those phrases was in one of your songs, wasn't it? Yeah. If you don't have his stuff in your Spotify, you need to get it. Adam Surface. Surface. Thanks, man. Appreciate you guys. Show them some love one more time. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Well, welcome. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Are, are, you, are you appreciating? Are you, are you pumpkin spice people or not pumpkin spice? I got one no. John is a yes, which surprises me because he's like this black rifle coffee arm to the teeth. Pumpkin spice. <laughs> Sorry. I know, I'm just... He's basic. He's basic. <laughs> it's okay if you like pumpkin spice. Um, no, I'm teasing. Well, uh, I'm glad you're here. Hope you're encouraged. Hope you feel better when you leave than when you got here. Hope you're more focused on Jesus than when you walked in. Hope you realize he's with you. He's never going to leave you. And you dig in. You dig in this week. Not dig in to try to get better, but just... You know, it, it, Christianity is a pursuit to know God, is what it is. And, and it's a pursuit from a position of thankfulness and completeness in Him to just enjoy Him 
and then as you do, you cannot help but obey him and follow him. But like obedience and following him are byproducts of knowing him. I'm telling you, it just is. The church has gotten it wrong. The church has made it all about performance and obedience. And it, it, those are fruits. They're just fruits. Amen.